0: October 8th, 2020. Hey, hey, Overtimers, let's do this. Come on down, Gus Kebby III from Gus's Pretzels. Can't document STL without the story of Gus's. So, Camilla and Mike had their time in the sun last night. Neither imploded. Let's just get this done. 25 days from now, if you're mailing it in, 15 days to be safe. Eddie Van Halen. Before getting signed, friends used to tell Eddie to turn his back to the stage so nobody could figure out how he was getting that done. 51 years ago yesterday, the Cardinals traded Kurt Flood to Philadelphia, and he refused to show. I don't know about you, but players today, I don't know, donate like 1% of their salary for everything that he did. Kind of consider it like a city tax, pay for inner parks, something like that. Three things you should, if you have not. Number one, look, everybody knows about Eddie's solo on Eruption, the first Van Halen album. But go check out the Little Guitars intro on Diver Down. By the way, not Eddie-related. If you haven't heard Happy Trails in a while, it'll make you smile. Bombadita, bombadita, until we meet again. Number two. Hey, I saw this movie about 15 years ago, but I stumbled across it last week on Peacock. Talk radio. Eric Bogosian co-wrote the play, stars in the movie. Part of the film is based on the assassination of radio talk show host Alan Berg, Lore has it, this was Oliver Stone's launching pad, and it really holds your attention, especially when you consider two-thirds of it is shot in one radio booth. Claustrophobic intensity. Alec Baldwin plays Eric's boss, and if you're not careful, you'll see a little preview of Blake from Glengarry Glen Ross. All right, if you have not, time to subscribe to the podcast. Just click the little button on your screen. If you want, leave a review, knock yourself out. On YouTube, you can check out Gus's St. Louis 7, where he talks about his go-to at the shop and answers six other St. Louis questions. For other sevens, the YouTube channel is OT with Oliver. Lastly, if you like this episode, I bet you'd like the previous conversation we had with Andy Candy from Crown Candy, another iconic St. Louis institution. I still get asked all the time, how about that bacon? Good talk. You might also want to check out the conversation we had with Patrick Murphy, talked a lot about his book Candyman, that depicts the history of Switzer's licorice. So moving on, Gus Kebby next in charge as our favorite little spot on Arsenal turns 100 this year. We talk about the heritage, what it means to him, how vendors were the foundation of the shop's success until adding retail in the 80s. Ever wonder why it sticks and not twisties? Getting up every morning before the sun comes up ain't easy, especially with one month old Gus the fourth. Gus's pretzels, a St. Louis tradition. Go to overtime. Overtime with Oliver, with my dad. Tell your friends.
1: So where are you broadcasting from? Where do you tape from? Your house? Or do you have a studio? Or
0: We have a studio down in the valley that uh-huh. we haven't used since COVID broke. Okay. And so everybody's okay with doing Zoom. Sometimes the audio isn't perfect, but it's been easier for people to find yeah. time. You know, just uh-huh. And so, no, you are in my office doing what we do, right?
1: <laughs> yeah these zoom meetings are pretty much the norm i don't know if we're ever going back i tell you what they're pretty convenient that's for sure
0: so what'd you get up this morning
1: uh let's see which time <laughs> today's my day off but let's see we had a three o'clock feeding we had a six o'clock feeding so three or six whichever one we want to pick that's the last time you know just kind of cluster cluster feeding and sleeping so
0: Gus the fourth
1: Gus <laughs> the fourth he's an eater so he's good. No, he's healthy. He's we just took him to the doctor. So everything uh everything's uh looking good. So
0: And you got two other ones, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. A little uh, I got a four year old named Reese and a two year old named Susan. So yeah.
0: And you who somebody's Susan in your family.
1: Uh I have my mother is Suzanne. Suzanne. and my mother in law is Susan. So it's a little uh you know, we always thought we might have a gus, so we had to give Laura's my wife's name is Laura, her family a name too, so, you know.
0: <laughs> everybody's got to be a part.
1: That's right. We want to be in everybody's will. We just, we covered all the bases.
0: So not the pry, but was thing number three an attempt for a Gus?
1: Uh, to be perfectly honest, it wasn't even a plan. <laughs> we were, we were, we, we had the conversation at the park. We're like, oh, this is getting easy. Uh, you know, I think we're, I think we're good with two. And then a, like a week later, Laura's like, Hey, surprise! Uh, <laughs> so, to be perfectly honest, uh, yes, I guess it was a shot at a boy, but it wasn't even a, supposed to be a shot. So, you know, I'll why. always
0: remember that Disney commercial where the family is in the elevator coming down, ready to go into the park, uh-huh. and the parents keep calling the kid the baby souvenir.
1: That's <laughs> funny. I, I I don't remember that commercial, but that's that's good. That's good.
0: <laughs> All right, Gus, 100 years, man. Congratulations. I think you made it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it was, a, it was supposed to be an exciting, fun year uh this year to celebrate our 100. With everything going on, we had to cancel some things, call some things off, but uh, it, very proud of our 100 years. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fourth generation pretzel maker, so uh, I've got a fifth generation in the lines here, hopefully. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But yeah, very exciting. Um, not too many people make it to a hundred. I hope we make it a hundred more. We'll see what happens.
0: When you look at, and again, sometimes this can be really boring or it's interesting. I find it interesting. Uh You look at the pretzel and how it came over and how it was kind of the first snack food. Anybody really got their hands on and Uh St. Louis really, unlike other cities branched out, if you will, and were taking their pretzels to the streets. And that's kind of how the business grew.
1: Yeah, exactly. The, the reason the business started actually was because my grandpa, my great-grandpa Frank lost his eye in a riveting accident during the depression. Uh, so they wouldn't hire him back on the, the factory. So uh, he started making pretzels just out of, out of a necessity to support his family. Um, so his main customers were the vendors, the pretzel vendors, the people that I guess were looking for work, they'd buy them from from them for a couple cents and mark them up. And uh, yeah, so the vendors is kind of how everything uh, started. And I think vending was very popular back then. I've always, I've always heard stories. It's a great part about our business. People come in and tell their stories. The the, the street vendors were just so popular in St. Louis. I, I've heard about the hot tamale guy. Uh, he was very popular in St. Louis and they, people still ask me, is that guy still around? I don't remember him personally, but uh, I, my dad does and stuff, but uh, you know, just the vending is just part of, you know, the tradition of St. Louis City.
0: What was your favorite street corner?
1: You know, our favorite, my favorite street corner is obviously Jameson and Filer. Uh, that's the one I've known my entire life. Uh, a, a man named, uh, we know him as Joe, Dan- Joe Anthony, had that corner, or had, I guess you want to call that a median there. I mean, it, it hit both sides. Uh, had, that, had that section for many years. Uh, he passed away a few years ago. Uh, then his son took it over. And now his grandson, who is in high school, he's a he's a he's a Oakville High School student. Uh, takes over here and there. It's it's fun to see they have a tradition too of pretzels. So they've kind of uh, followed along with uh, you know the pretzel tradition as well. So it's an easy way to make some money, uh, you know, for that high school kid. So
0: that's near G and D, isn't it? G and
1: g and W. Yeah, G and W. Yeah, that's uh, closer to King's Highway. Yeah, that's closer to King's Highway. But uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're in that neighborhood there and uh yeah another great local business so
0: where'd you go to high school man
1: i went to cbc high school class of 2003 i was the last class at uh, clayton road before they moved out to west county
0: how are we liking the west county version of cbc
1: you know i've only visited visited once uh i haven't really been back uh you know it's a beautiful campus uh it's fantastic my dad visits it more than i do uh he's still he's pretty uh uh he's pretty involved with the alumni association stuff as it's his class he was a class of 74. So uh yeah it's a beautiful campus you know it's fantastic I love I love seeing it when I drive by on 40 there it's great.
0: <laughs> when you were at CBC did you know it sounds like you did that you were going to be running Gus's Pretzels?
1: I I did yeah I always I always uh had the vision of uh, of running the pretzel shop ever since a young kid you know we'd go in early in the morning with my dad when i was a little kid i'd go and i remember being like five years old just begging him, begging him to go into work so we'd, we'd wake up three thirty, four in the morning go to california donuts sometimes that donut shop there in california i guess that would that be jefferson and he, just down there off jefferson and uh he'd always get donuts and i'd always have a soda early in the morning which you know no kid should ever have but uh you're with dad so rules don't apply sometimes but uh Yeah, in high school, we'd always, I I remember, you know, staying out with my friends, but um, having to come into work the next day on a busy Saturday or Sunday, uh, you know, like we go to a dance or a football game, but no, got to be up early, got to get to work, got to make pretzels, uh. especially in the months of October, we were real busy, uh, you know, Super Bowl, I remember waking up early after nights out with friends and stuff, so it was always in my blood, I always knew it. And yeah, uh, you know, I always I, I always tease my dad too. I played soccer. I didn't play. I made the team. I never played, so uh, I never made it past JV. But I was teasing that the only reason they put me on the team is he'd bring pretzels after <laughs> after practice over there when we practiced at Forest Park. So
0: hey, Gus, uh, you're not yeah. running for office. You were the star of the team. <laughs> <laughs> Every team of the game.
1: I knew my role. I knew my role very well, and I knew it at a young age. And I uh, I knew exactly what I was supposed to do, and that was just to practice, run hard, and Carry the equipment from the from the van
0: <laughs> to the field, and don't forget the pretzels.
1: But don't forget the pretzels. Dad would show up with pretzels, so you know snacks for after for after the uh, after practice.
0: See, I'm I'm thinking right now. Everybody was jealous about playing CBC. I'd be on the other side, sucking down oranges <laughs> and having pretzels,
1: carb loading. That's what it was about. So uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Were you the go-to house for sleepovers? Everybody liked to sleep over at your house.
1: You know, that's funny. No, because my mom had a strict rule. All this this kind of so like my dad would have to wake up early. So quiet after nine o'clock on most days. But I would always be invited because I would have pretzels and cheese. But it was like, you remember in high school, we didn't have cell phones or anything. So like people call the house. So if the phone rang after nine o'clock, oh my gosh, if Sue, my mom, Suzanne Kevvy would answer the phone. Oh, goodness. Good luck. <laughs> you know Gus's dad has to wake up early. Oh man, the conversation. So, yeah.
0: It's almost like a way they could sabotage you.
1: Exactly. I didn't even think of that. That's probably what they were doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, your mom a good cook? German cook?
1: No, nah, she's uh she's a good cook. We don't not too much in the German German food. Fu- excuse me, German food, uh, you know, she's she does well in uh, you know, grilling and stuff. Uh, you know, Baking certain stuff, but not not too much in the German. You've Got to eat light in the pretzel business.
0: You got to <laughs> save some room for the pretzels. Exactly. My dad worked at McDonald's growing up, and he always talked about how they got so sick of the food when it was their turn to eat. They'd be making combinations of things that weren't on the menu. Did you do that kind of stuff at Gus's?
1: You know what? I I I'm not. A, I love pretzels. I. My favorite thing is just the straight pretzel end when it's about 10 minutes after it comes out of the oven, when it's still warm, but not too hot. I don't stray far away from, from the, from our simple recipe. I, you know, we wrap it in brat. I leave it maybe a couple brats a month just to taste test them. But, um, you know, other than that, I, I just like the, the simple pretzel with the salt, a little bit of salt kind of scrapes them off. You you don't want to overpower it or anything. So, uh, you know, we have. We have experimented and things have worked out. We do do a cinnamon sugar pretzel. Uh, a lot of people love those. Garlic and butter pretzel. Uh, you know the pretzel wrap sausages from G and W. The salzitza and brats and the specialty brats, depending on on week what week it is, a mild cheddar or a cheddar or a jalapeno. And um, yeah, so we've experimented. But if you're going if I'm gonna pick one thing, it's definitely gonna be the pretzel, just the regular pretzel stick. And that's, that's basically it.
0: So at the time of this tape, October 6, 2020, you got a special bratwurst promotion. I came down. Yeah. I had to try it out myself last week. Man, that was good. Where yeah. You your brats?
1: So yeah, we, uh, we decided to team up with, uh, with uh, Four Hands Brewery, one of my favorite local, local breweries here in St. Louis. And they make a citywide brat. So they actually partnered up with uh, Mittendorf, one of our, our it's our food uh, our food uh, provider. They they provide us our uh, ingredients and stuff, and uh, made a brat. They uh, it's fantastic. I when I bake them up in the in the uh, in the shop there daily. Uh, we go through a ton. We've been going through a lot of them already. So uh, uh, it's got like a kind of a, a garlic oniony smell to it. So it's a little bit different than our brat. Uh, the G W dot's fantastic, uh, but this one is is definitely got a little more flavor to it it's got you know it's great it's fantastic it's got a natural casing too around it so it's got that snap of a brat that people are, are kind of used to so
0: and what i liked about it was post covid i can't get my brat at the qt or i can't get you know my hot dog on yeah. the run and so now i think i'm gonna find my way to 55 and arsenal a little bit more you, when i when i get the itch
1: there you go there you go and i think this week we got the bacon cheddar brat from W. so Uh, try that one out.
0: What have you tried that didn't work out?
1: Let's see. What have we tried? Boy, we tried making hot dog buns recently, and it just did. Like it just was something. Just we just got dabbled. We're almost on it. We're almost on it, but we just could. We can't really figure out uh, how to bake properly it, it, you know it, we can't cut it open it's just something something's just not right we tried actually like making tubes and just you insert the hot yeah, whatever but uh that didn't work out either uh let's see what else have we tried you know we're always dabbling a lot of things fail you know but uh, i always try making the pretzel uh making changes to the pretzel we make, uh, adding ingredients just to see if we can extend the shelf life and uh haven't quite gotten that right yet but uh, we're we're getting close so
0: We had Andy candy on a previous episode Mm. talked about people who had come to him wanting to expand his business. If people come to Gus's and and wanted to put you in West County or out South.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. We get, we get, uh, people wanting to open up Gus's. I I had a guy call me from Jonesboro the other day and wants to open one up in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Um, yeah, people, people definitely see uh, our brand as being able to move it, uh, we've always thought about it uh i personally don't know uh i'd like to do it myself i don't know if i could ever franchise or maybe do a license it's uh it's tough to you know give someone their you know free reign on your product and, and go at it but because you know we, we definitely we definitely uh really you know take take our product uh, very personal we want to make sure that uh, it's done properly so uh yeah people We want to do one in St. Charles. We've had, you know, people come and want to do one in St. Charles or West County. People, just customers asking us when we're going to open up one up in, you know, West County. So, uh, you know, it's in my wife's and I's, uh, you know, it's our nightly board meetings uh, about opening up uh, another one, but we'll see what happens. Right now we're trying to raise three kids and uh, specifically the uh, the one month old is uh, (laughs) kind of in the priority right now.
0: No, I used to be able to get them at the gas station near my house, but I don't yeah. think you do that anymore.
1: No, no, no. We no longer uh, deliver to the uh, to the gas stations. That was another person's business, and they decided to go a different direction. So uh, that person would buy a bunch of pretzels, distribute them out throughout the gas stations, and uh, if, from what I understand, it was pretty successful. But uh, just I guess that person just went a different direction. So
0: back in the way back, there were like a hundred vendors who were selling Gus's pretzels on the streets.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was the main way, main way we got our pretzels out that there was the retail wasn't, wasn't very, uh, you know, wasn't a big deal. at uh, a hundred years ago, or even let's say, uh, probably in the seventies even was the same way. I think eighties is when the retail started, but yeah, there was a hundred vendors. There was, there was a few different, even pretzel shops out there. We weren't the only one. Uh, I think one closed up in 2000. That was just off of Jefferson real close to us. Uh, and there was other little ones you know even when my great grandpa and grandpa were 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 making pretzels so uh right now we're the one of the surviving uh, original pretzel shops left a couple more have popped up uh, in the past few years but we're we're the, the last one of the uh you know i guess the originals so
0: i found it interesting reading about how the pretzel became the stick
1: yeah yeah that that's very interesting it's uh so i guess uh you know the vendors when they were trying to sell their product, they wanted to, you know, show people what they were selling. It was kind of their, uh, you know, marketing tour. The twist pretzels just wouldn't stick out of the bag. So uh, I, I don't know if our pretzel shop thought of this or another pretzel shop. I guess we'll take credit since no one else can really. Uh, <laughs> can really.
0: You scored three goals a game.
1: Exactly.
0: You take credit for the pretzel.
1: <laughs> so the stick pretzels were made to pop out of the bag, so the vendors could uh, could show what they were selling. So. If not part of our history, it's St. Louis history. So when you see a stick pretzel, all over the United States or you know maybe even the world, it's it was made in St. Louis. It was that's part of St. Louis history. It's like the uh, it's like bread cutting your bagel, you know. It's like uh, <laughs> putting the, you know, all that good stuff.
0: I always find it interesting when you talk about generational businesses. Not just that it gets passed down, but for the most part, it's an honor that it mm-hmm. got passed down. When you get yep. past the third generation, people are not begrudgingly keeping it alive. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they, they want to do it. What mm-hmm. kind of conversations did you have with your dad about the future of Gus's when it was your time? Well,
1: well, that's that's kind of funny. So I graduated from Missouri State. It was SMS when I started, but Missouri State in 2007. And uh, I graduated and I, I came to him. I'm like, oh, dad, I want to get into this. And he begged me not to come into work right away. He's like this business is very confining. It's uh early hours, you're a young man, you need to go out and enjoy yourself, you know, go out and get a different job, learn some uh, you know, learn from somebody else how to manage people, learn other techniques and uh, you know, just have some fun with your friends, you know, you're, you're only going to get to be this age once and uh, you know, I was pretty persistent. And uh he uh I kind of just kind of showed up for work and just never really left. And so it's funny because he begged me, his dad begged him to do something else, but in the long run, but not in like to do totally something else, but just to try something else. But we we're, we weren't smart enough to do that. So <laughs> we just jumped right in.
0: So at Missouri State, you did your thesis on the baking of pretzels?
1: Exactly. Exactly. It was a, it was a great paper. I got an A plus.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the legend continues.
0: So let's backtrack a little bit. Yeah. And again... What we like to do on this podcast is document St. Louis. Yeah. Crown candy, when it comes to restaurants. When did Gus's pretzels in your mind become like a St. Louis thing? Can you put your finger on a time frame?
1: I think it became a thing whenever my dad and my uncle took it over in the 80s. I really think the 80s is kind of when it, because that's when they started really, they saw the potential in the retail and they started pushing the retail uh, they started, they, um, uh, made that pretzel wrap bratwurst salzitza and hot dog in 1985, which expanded the menu, which was able to, you know, bring in more money, which was able to expand the shop. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think that's when the eighties, when my dad and my uncle Dave took it over, uh, started making big party pretzels. I think in the eighties, you know, the nineties is kind of when, the Super Bowl parties, you know, big, par- I guess everybody was always having parties, but you know, the big celebrations with big numbered pretzels, the and you know, all that good stuff kind of, kind of really took, you know, the tailgating and stuff, so.
0: So your dad takes over in, I believe, 1980.
1: That was 85, so no, I was around in, yeah, my sister was born in 82, or 83, really, actually, 83 she was born, I had think about that.
0: How far from the shop did you guys grow up?
1: Uh, we grew up in Oakville. We grew up in Oakville, so uh, I guess it's about a half hour away, 25 minutes. Telegraph's a beast sometimes, so (laughs) you never know. It could take you 10 minutes to get there. It could take you 25, depending on how you hit the lights.
0: It's all about the lights, man. It is all about the lights.
1: And they keep adding them. They keep adding them. That's, uh, yeah, so we grew up in Oakville, and uh,
0: you became an official employee in 2008?
1: Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's when they finally started paying me a salary. No, no, that's, I guess that's, I guess, uh, I guess it's when I became full-time. I guess that's when I got my title of, uh, my dad, I guess, just made us maybe vice president or something. I don't know. <laughs> I,
0: I don't know a lot of Gus's. So when I think Gus, I think Gus's pretzels, did you have issues with people going, Gus, you wouldn't happen to be any relation to Gus's pretzels, would you?
1: You know, sometimes I do get that. It's a, it's a joke. Like, Oh, Gus from Gus's pretzels. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, I don't, I don't try and like, uh, boast too much about it but uh yeah I get I get a lot of like us oh so, you know when you say your name to somebody like oh Gus from Gus's Pretzels it's kind of flattering but it is funny I we've been getting a lot of I don't want to take credit for this another thing I maybe I will take credit for this we are getting a lot of young people young kids under the age of 10 named Gus coming in uh, asking to come speak with me or my dad so young like there's a young generation of Gus's out there and maybe it's because of the pretzel shop who knows I uh <laughs> Kids are na- people are naming their kids Gus. I guess. A is more short August. for anything? Uh, I'm August, short for August.
0: So in St. Louis, you've got August Bush. Mm-hmm. You've got August Pretzels. When it comes to the German thing, not so much with you guys.
1: No, yeah, yeah, you know. Well, uh, the only thing I guess German we do is pretzels, really. You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I picked up some of your German mustard. At yeah. a store, like about a month ago, nicely done.
1: Yeah, yeah, we uh, we do that through a company. Um, they private label that for us, and then we picked out. So we kind of picked out our favorite recipes, kind of dabbled a little bit, and uh, we kind of have our own line of mustards, and they they go really well. I mean, right now with COVID, it's hard to get them. Uh, logistically, there we're backed up quite a bit. So, uh, we've actually just got a shipment in, but we were we were stuck there for about a month and didn't have anything. So,
0: we had Terry it's, Black on. He's kind of the godfather of st louis barbecue he created super smokers mm-hmm. talked about how he got all the super smokers you know barbecue sauce and schnooks yeah and wherever. how much of a headache was it for you to get in grocery stores
1: you know that started in the 80s as well with my dad and he always tells the story that uh how how easy it was so i think the buyers at sh- i believe it was schnooks or deer but I here not remember came to him and uh, wanted his pretzels at the grocery store and you know, to get into those bunkers, it costs a lot of money. So my dad kind of negotiated, and uh, didn't have to pay those bunker fees. And so we're kind of we're in the grocery stores now. Kind of, I think, out of them coming to us, which you never hear about really anymore. And um, so we, you know, we, it's kind of with the with the mustards and stuff. We just kind of hopped on with that. You know, we uh, just kind of piggybacked on the pretzels and got on the, that way. So,
0: yeah. Your dad ever come by the store? Look over your shoulder. Uh, that one needs to be a little tighter. That one that's a couple inches short.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's he's very particular. He is he does that quite a bit. He comes in and 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 definitely critiques our work. And that's great. We need that. We need to, you know, we need to stay on top of our game. So he uh he's definitely particular. He's been doing it his whole life. So uh he you can just tell you know, you can just you can just walk in and see see just one pretzel and see how the day is going. So <laughs> All
0: right, walk me through the process. How's the whole thing work?
1: Okay, so uh, start, to start to finish. So someone gets there at 3:30 in the morning. Has to pop on those ovens. Uh, takes about an hour for those ovens to get to temperature at 425. So uh, we start out. Uh, start out with a flour or sugar, water, some yeast. Let that dissolve for a little bit. Throw some flour in there. About we th- we throw a 50-pound sack of flour per per batch right now we were up to 70 before covid but we cut it back because we don't need to make as many pretzels right now uh so we let it let that mix for about seven minutes then we bench it uh for a little bit depending on the weather during the summer we don't have to bench it uh very long benching just letting the dough raise and settle and so in the summertime when that humidity high it gets hot in that uh, in that shot back there uh it doesn't take no time for the for the pretzels to raise but in the winter time i mean it takes a long time take about 15 20 minutes for that dough to be ready to be ready to use in the summertime maybe five so uh let that raise for a little bit throw it in the 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 machine we call it we call it the machine but it's a hopper it it extrudes the dough cuts the dough into three ounce pieces so we can uh, it rolls it out kind of strings it out so we can either make sticks or twist you can just do it at the same stage she's got a You've got to change the rollers to flatten the dough a little bit. And after you make a board of sticks or twists, you throw it into another, another rack to let it, uh, let them raise for a little bit more, you know, get that skin on there. And then you uh, throw it in the, the special browning solution. After that, dip them in that for about 15, 20 seconds, throw some salt, throw them in the oven, 15 minutes in the oven. You got yourself a pretzel probably takes about 45 minutes or so, give or take from start to finish.
0: The special browning solution. What is yeah. that?
1: Special browning solution. So, well, I don't know if I'm gonna get in trouble for this one, but it's uh, you know, you can find it anywhere. It's a food grade lie. You can find it in every every uh, recipe book. That's what it gives that brown, that's, that, that, that crust. That's what gives pretzels that crust uh, that, every, uh, that they're known for. So it's kind of keeps that soft inside and that crunchy outside. So <laughs> I might get fired for this one.
0: I think you're the boss, man.
1: Well, not quite yet. We're not yet. Yeah, my, my dad still is majority owner, so we'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> When's the hostile takeover happen?
1: Oh, you know what? 2021 2020. So this is his last year. So he is retiring. So it's not, it's not a hostile takeover at all. <laughs> he's, he's ready. He got a taste of retirement during COVID here. And he's, uh, he, I don't think he's coming back. He's, uh, he's enjoyed his time off. So
0: what percent of business are sticks and what percent are traditional?
1: Oh man, twist, I'd say we're about 95% sticks, 5% twist, but it's always, it never fails. Someone always asks for twists when you don't have them and they're very upset because they say the twist tastes different. And I agree. I I do agree that they do taste different. Something about that twist and dipping in that browning solution gives it just an extra crunch or bite. But um, people get upset when you don't have twist.
0: How come no sticks at the grocery stores in the frozen department?
1: <laughs> we I, I, we tried it many years ago, but twists sell better in the grocery stores. 100% twist, and it uh, it's just funny. It's just funny how things are just different in the same market, you know.
0: We've talked about the three kids. Where did you meet your wife?
1: <laughs> well, uh, met my wife. It was kind of a setup, arranged marriage, as my father-in-law likes to say. My parents were on vacation and ran into her parents and we were, we were both single at the time. I was having a little bit of a dry spell. I wasn't dating or anything. And so I thought, Hey, I'd take a shot. You know, pretzel so I,
0: King was having a dry spell.
1: Yeah. Can you believe it? It was, you know, those early, like my dad said, those early mornings put a real uh, damper on the social life when you're young. But, uh, <laughs> so, you know, I thought I'd take a shot. If anything, I thought it would be funny story with my buddies, you know, like, Hey, and I, I emailed, or I emailed this girl. We took her out on a date and it was hilarious. So, uh, but no, ended up hitting it off. Took so, you know I, I took her to iTap, iTap there in Soulard. I, I stopped trying you know iTap's a great place. I you know I'm like I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the next date on some place that I like to go. Just so it's not gonna get any better than this. You know what I mean? Just so the the standard is set at the beginning.
0: <laughs> if nothing else, I'm gonna have fun.
1: Exactly. So, so she uh she you know she fit in well there. I love that place. Uh, we still have our our anniversary there. Uh, we always have a drink there and uh so it worked out she 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 bought in I conned her and uh she is now my bookkeeper so I always tease her I was always looking for an accountant because I you know it's accountants are just so expensive so
0: she's embezzling
1: I don't know about that she's smart but
0: (laughs) how'd you propose
1: how did I propose I uh I had some friends in town we've been talking about you know getting you know we had the conversation we're gonna get married and uh you know, I kind of just pushed it off. It's like, oh, it's not going to happen. I had one of my best friends in town and she thought it was going to happen. And he lives in Arkansas. And, and uh, I just I said, I said, I was going to work, uh, went to work, but I met my friends out. We had brunch. She was doing her thing on a Sunday. You know, so we, were, we probably went out the night before. Yeah, we did went out the, go out the night before and uh, uh, probably, you know, recovering, if you will. And uh, uh, just kind of popped in, knocked on her door, kept it simple. And then we went to I-Tap after that. we All my friends and I, we all went to I-Tap.
0: <laughs> you didn't put the ring in a pretzel
1: stick? We did not put the ring. I, th- I think she probably would have said no to that. I don't know. <laughs> she, she, she has enough pretzels. We talk enough pretzels. I thought that, you know, whenever I can get pretzels out of the equation, I try to with her.
0: <laughs> you talk about all the things you've done with the pretzels. Have you tried, like, sausage and egg and try to do, like, a breakfast thing?
1: You know what? We did. Uh, G&W did send us recently some sausage patties that we, we were able to, uh, you know, put into a pretzel bun. It was it was like a patty. It wasn't like a, a, a sausage. It was like a patty that we're going to like have like a sandwich. It was really good. I just haven't pulled the trigger on it. You know, I just got to get everything logistically. And with COVID, just things get put on hold. And, and uh, you know, people do ask for breakfast pretzels all the time. I think I think you could do it for a couple hours and people would buy it.
0: Is your kitchen set up for it?
1: Oh yeah. 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 We could do it there. You know, uh, we got ovens. I, that's how I pre-bake the, uh, the, that's how I bake the brats, those brats I put them in the oven, bake them up in the oven and stuff. So yeah, it wouldn't be on a griddle or anything or, you know, on a stove, but you know, I can make it work.
0: You know, I'll, I'll give you a little something. My youngest is uh, 14 today.
1: Yay, oh wow. David. Happy yeah. birthday.
0: <laughs> and she's a big fan of Gus's pretzels from the grocery Great. store. Uh-huh. We air fry them.
1: Yes. My sister does that. My They're fantastic. So do you air you air fry how long do you put them in for? Eight minutes. Eight minutes in the air fryer for mm-hmm. the, 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 the bags ones. Really that long. But, but
0: don't start the air fryer because then it won't be eight minutes. The best way that we do it is you put the frozen pretzel in the air fryer, you click it on eight okay. minutes, and you also don't have to flip it because it's not thick enough. And okay. I'm I'm saying it's close to the awesomeness of getting one at the store.
1: I I wrote this down here. I'm going to try this tonight because I got my air fryer over here and my girls, we live off that thing. So we put everything in there.
0: (laughs) I got one. So I turned 50, I don't know, a couple years ago. Here's what I love about the air fryer. French fries. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yep.
0: Crab rangoon.
1: Uh Uh-huh. We've done that.
0: And this is what makes me the goofball I am. You can air
1: fry steak. You know, I've heard that. It's good. Is it it's good?
0: Really good.
1: What What do you put on there? What well, do you What do you marinate
0: before you do it? Well, yeah. if you marinate it beforehand, it just depends on your taste. You know, you want yeah. to do. But in regards to the cooking, have now this you have to turn the air fryer on and preheat it so that it's okay going. And then depending upon how red you like it in the middle, isn't this entertaining? Uh-huh. <laughs> how How red you want it in the middle? <laughs> I do seven minutes each side. Okay. And what temp did you say? 395 is what mine goes up to.
1: 395. And 7 minutes. What does that put that at? Was that a, is that a medium steak or is that That's a-
0: just a little under medium. I wouldn't call it medium rare. It's just a little bit under medium. And oh by the way, make sure it's about an inch and a half thick.
1: That sounds delicious. I'm going to have to try that. But I, you know, I I don't want to risk wasting a steak. They're expensive, you know.
0: <laughs> well, so <laughs> I'm not saying send me the receipt I'm saying <laughs> you know don't go fourteen ninety five a pound start with seven ninety nine a pound there you go there you make go that
1: happen. I can make yeah, that sounds great.
0: <laughs> what about That's the funny. uh well there you go Gus's pretzels and ot with Oliver are telling you how to cook steaks. <laughs> any thought on pretzel buns with hamburgers you supplying the pretzel buns?
1: you know people do uh, i i recently just uh this weekend this past weekend i guess that was the uh, fourth the third and the fourth is that saturday and sunday i think so yeah uh we did a, a collaboration with yoke lord it's a breakfast place in crestwood and we made a pretzel bun for them for a uh for a uh, monte cristo sandwich oh. so people yeah we do do special order stuff uh, um for buns and stuff but we don't really have a uh, you know People don't really just get our buns all the time. Uh, Shotzi's does get our twist pretzels and give it with their salads and stuff. Shotzi's, at, they're off Lindbergh, Uh, famous for that brain sandwich that uh, <laughs> everybody loves. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, that you. It, actually uh, Mike from Fitz's, he owns Fitz's Contact Me, wants me to make him a, a pretzel bun, something that lasts a little longer. So we're kind of in the process of getting that figured out because uh, – because he, uh, yeah, he, he likes using all fresh stuff. So I'm trying to get that done because I definitely want to be a part of that.
0: So here's an idea you can take with you. Fitz's, one of my favorite places to get a shake, you got that whole salt and sugar thing in the cup. Uh-huh. Give them some sticks to dump in the shakes.
1: There you go. The sweet and the, yeah, the salt salty and the sweet.
0: I just want I 2%, it. man. That's all I want.
1: <laughs> How about, I'll say, there you go. We'll just, uh, the steak, we'll send a steak and let's call it even that way.
0: <laughs> all right, so... I do want to touch on a couple things that make you yeah. money. Um, but before we do that, you're really involved with a bunch of cherries out in Benton. Uh, Boys Club, most
1: specifically. Yeah, well, simply for Boys Club, we just, anything we have left over throughout the day, or at the end of the day, we send to the Boys Club. I know that's not, you know, donating money or anything, or, you know, but we always try and give our leftovers to them so they can get, you know, their kids at the, at the, at the, uh, at the, uh after-school program can have something to eat uh we've been doing that since i can remember i even worked there as a kid uh, i did some service hours there so it's always been a part of our lives uh, we donate to you know financially for for certain golf tournaments and christmas parties and stuff i donate pretzels to that um but yeah the boys club is definitely some that's close to my heart just because i've been involved with it so much i've known many of the names and seen a lot of people there and um Getting to know everybody there, so it's been great. Yeah, it's a great, great, great group of people.
0: You talked about your fundraising. How do people contact you in a polite way when they'd like your help?
1: Um, they uh, through mail. A lot of people, you know, we donate to everybody in St. Louis. If you have a fundraiser, if you have, uh, you know, a benefit, uh, people. A lot of people just uh, through mail. They'll call. Uh, and we love, giving, don't, we love giving gift certificates. So, you know, we, we give a ton of gifts to get, uh, gift certificates out a week. We probably get at least 30 or 40 requests a week, more during the summer. And we try and accommodate everybody with some kind of gift certificate, uh, some kind of, uh, yeah. So, you know, mail the best way. If you want to get a gift certificate, you can just mail the Pretzel Shop 1820 Arsenal. And we can get your organization a gift certificate uh, for a basket or you can buy product with it, whatever you want to do.
0: How many pretzel sticks are we doing on a daily basis?
1: On a daily basis, so we right now we're probably doing I'd say about 3,000 3, or four thousand right now. Um, we're not selling all those; we're freezing a lot of them to put in the grocery stores. So our numbers are pretty, pretty uh, consistent throughout the week. Our weekends are much more busy, you know. We sell a lot more pretzels, but I don't know during the week, Tuesday through Friday, three or you know three thousand pretzels or so and that's during COVID. So we're, we're much busier, you know, a year ago.
0: Have you learned anything from COVID that's going to make us better down the road?
1: Oh, uh, yes. A lot. I, I've, I've learned, uh, I, I mean, just personally as a management team, we're taking a ton of webinars on the new clean, you know, just keeping things clean and sanitary. I don't think masks are ever going to disappear in the back. I think that's always going to be something, uh, when you're dealing with food, um, I'm okay with that. I think that's great. I think it's going to keep, you know, um, people healthy. Uh, it's definitely going to give customers a sense of uh, ease that, you know, things are very sanitary. Uh, a year ago, we didn't have to wear gloves in the back when making, after it's ready made, you have to make gloves, wear gloves. Uh, that's been a, that's been the rule. Every, when everything's ready to sell, you have to wear gloves, but before they're dipped and put in the oven, we didn't have to wear gloves. That's changed. And I don't think that's ever going back. And I think that's, That's great. Um, Let's see, I think, uh, you know, the social distancing in the hallway. uh, We've learned uh, how to kind of manage crowds a little better, uh, kind of keep them separated, um, keep them, uh, you know, just keep people separated, keep, you know, trying, uh, trying to get everybody to wear masks in the shop, you know, just keep everybody healthy.
0: And One of the things I researched and we didn't touch on, so I'm gonna fall back on it. No problem. Your grandfather, Mm-hmm. Bought the building next to what was originally Gus's Pretzels. And when 55 got created, you guys were loving life.
1: Yeah, I tell you what, my dad has great stories of building 55 about how he would just go down. He was, I think he said he was like five. I don't even know what year it was. But he was young. And he'd go down there and sell pretzels to the construction workers and just make so much money off the, you know, it was all cash. I mean, it was just ridiculous so yeah we were pretty lucky we're, there's one building next to us and then us and then there's 55 so we were, we were pretty close to getting knocked down there whenever they were building 55 but my dad made a ton of money as a kid and you know I did it too I sold pretzels in the neighborhood as a kid and walking away with like 10 bucks geez go to the baseball card shop I was living large for 10 bucks
0: I want That's that Lou Brock rookie card
1: I didn't have enough for that one. I had my eye on that damn usual rookie card. That small, I think it was a Bowman or something. I, I still don't have the money for that one.
0: <laughs> What's the most pretzels you've ever sold to one person?
1: 10,000 pretzels to <laughs> an- Anheuser-Busch. And this was one of those days when I was younger. They were having, I think it was during the Tim McGraw concert. They had like a, an employee appreciation. This was before InBev. Uh, at uh, It was probably even called Riverport then, but now it's called whatever it's called now. Uh, help me with this one. What's, what's River Pork Club?
0: I would think InBev would want your German pretzels.
1: Who knows? But they're having a party, and uh, they bought them for all their employees, got 10,000 pretzels. It took we, we had to start at, like, midnight, and we were baking, like, 12 straight. And this is when the old side, when we only had one oven. Now we have two ovens, and we can only make 50-pound or 70-pound doughs, and it was – I remember being a little kid and just like, man, this is incredible. And then we had the regular retail, too, so probably made – 20-something thousand pretzels that day. <laughs> you definitely sleep good those nights when you have those busy days.
0: Well, and I sleep good on nights after I've had the opportunity to interview Gus from Gus's Pretzels.
1: <laughs> Am I that boring? <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, getting ready to wrap it up. Go to St. Louis 7. Last serious question. Yeah. Again, we touched on it in a little bit, but, you know, we're documenting St. Louis here. Uh You're carrying the torch for something that means a lot to a lot of different people for various reasons. Mm -hmm. Responsibility. Don't think about it. Don't want to think about it. Or you do think about it.
1: I do. I I do think about it a lot. And that's the main re that's one of the main reasons that I want to keep doing this. This main reason I go into work every day is, you know, there's not many things uh, that, you know, our pretzels, people come get them when the baby's born, for first communion, for birthdays, for graduation parties, and they hate, you know, we get people coming in for you know funerals, so end of life, you know. So we're part of every stage of people's lives, and there's not too many products out there or things out there that can say that you know they're people when people think of parties or you know when they get get together, they think of, of Gus's pretzels. You know, it's the, their number in a in a in a pretzel or a shape of a Cardinals STL or, you know, we do a lot of crosses for first communion. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, I think about it a lot and I think about the tradition and I, I, my goal and my wife's goal is to build a business and keep building this business. So our kids will want to take it over and make it easier for them. I mean, that's, that's the main goal. And I think that was my parents' main goal. And my, you know, my grandpa's main goal is just to make it a little easier for the next generation. And my dad and my uncle David made it easier for me. And they uh, take a lot of pride in the product. And, uh, you know, I, I feel the same way. So, uh, yeah, we uh, definitely think about that. And hopefully we can carry it on another generation. So,
0: Keep keeping on. You were a little worried before we got started. You okay? Yeah, we're great. <laughs> got through it?
1: Got through it. Things are great. Got some time to hang out with the kids. It's a nice day. So going a hike or something after this. And uh It'll
0: be nice, stay good, stay healthy. Let's go do St. Louis 7. Sounds great, and another one for the books documenting St. Louis and having a ball. Coming up on Monday, MU color commentator Howard Richards. Let's see how many folks played in the NFL and worked for the CIA. They will all be on with me Monday on OT. Don't forget to subscribe and review. And as we do, thanks for your time this time, till next time. So